Hello, hello, and welcome to the 149th episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. Today is Friday, June 11th at 10.38 a.m. sharp. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and today I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy, what today? Jimmy Euros. Come on. It's easy. <laughs> Simple, concise, Jimmy Euros. Simply ineffective. Are you ready for the Italian national team to start us off with the W on our first day? There, I am, and there's no better way to start than with them singing the national anthem. It's the perfect way to start the tournament with pure passion and excitement. Oh, passion and excitement, Jimmy. That's what we're going in with. And we aren't just the two mostly soccer boys here today. We are also joined by our number one fan, our number one critic, Gavin Daly is on the line. Gavin, how is it going? I'm I'm doing good. How are you guys? Hanging in by a thread. Yeah, always by a thread. I was, I was gonna say it's always by a thread. Every day is a little more of a struggle for Michael more <laughs> than most. But today I already got my bet in on Italy, so we're gonna start off with cash, Jimmy. Oh uh, well, consider it a loss. Thank you for ruining <laughs> our year of 2020. No, no, no. We'll be good. So, but uh, so Turkey, Turkey are winning. Yeah. No. Oh, it's done. No, no. no. It's done now. <laughs> we don't need the bad energy here to start the show. We started off so positive, passion and energy. I don't know what we said, um, but I'm gonna block out, not edit out the negativity that you have. So, we got Gavin on the line because Gavin is a fellow writer for the Vendetta Sports Media. I probably butchered it a little bit. <laughs> uh, the, the order of words that that's supposed to go in. But Gavin is a connoisseur, all things soccer. He's a connoisseur of Luton Town, my favorite championship club. Uh, and we wanted to have him on the pod just to get another perspective on some of these questions that we're going to be hitting about the Euro today. So I think we should get right into it. Jimmy... Gavin, we have a list of questions here, most of which were compiled by our friends over at Vendetta Sports Media. Uh, they put together a great article where they got some of our opinions, and uh, you can find that on their website, and we'll post a link to that as well in the description for this episode. But they put together some great questions. We're going to steal them. We're lazy. Uh, but they're just the general questions that you want to hear about the Euro. So first of all, I'll go to Gavin first. Gavin, who are you rooting for? Who is your team in this Euro? So here's the thing. I, I picked France in the article. But after I'd written my piece for the article and sent it in, uh, me and the, the guy who runs Vendetta, uh, Trey, had a little bet. And he picked my team. He picked France. So I had to go for someone else. And I ended up going for England, of all teams. <laughs> but now, see, the bet is whichever team goes furthest. It's, you don't necessarily have to win it. You just have to go further than your team. So I'm hoping that France will get knocked out in the group stages now. And that England <laughs> will make it to, like, the second round. You know, and I'll win the bet and I'll win overall because England won't win a tournament. And, you know, it, it's all good. As, all right. as an Irishman, you don't want to see England win the tournament. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my bet from my article slightly and say Portugal. Okay, so Portugal is the team you're rooting for or the team you think is going to win? France is, France is a team I think will win. Portugal is the team I'm now rooting for because I can't have England win it, but now I can't have France win either. Okay, fair enough. Jimmy, What's your uh, who's your number one this tournament? Well, you know who I'm rooting for, Michael. 
I'm rooting for Italy. They will break my heart as he's holding up the Italian jersey. Is that a Pirlo jersey? I see a 21. <laughs> that is, is that 2006 what that is? Pirlo jersey. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so that's obviously Michael and I share that in common. This is the one time you will see us rooting for the same team. Um, I guess with the U.S. too, but very limited times you see that. Um, so I am obviously pulling for Italy. I think that they could surprise us and go on a little run, uh, as they've done in many tournaments in the past. But I, I'm a little hesitant to say they could truly win it. But I am very excited to see them play after the disappointment and shame of missing out on the 2018 World Cup. Yeah, I agree. I'm also in it to win it with Italy. Uh, but secondarily, I think I'm, I'm pulling for England pretty strongly in this tournament, Jimmy. I, I'm excited to see England. I will say that much. Um, I obviously, we both have rooting interests from our club teams that we want to see. I think this is the uh, the Phil Foden tournament, I hope. And we shall see if I am right. Yeah, yeah, can, all right. Can I can I give a hot take right here? Please. Uh, Phil Foden is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. That is very hot off the press, Gavin. That's it. I'm, Gavin, I'm, I... I <laughs> go ahead, finish your thought. I like. I, I just think it's another one of these English media biased, and because the Premier League is such such a big entity worldwide, that the media kind of it, it flows over ev- everywhere. Um, and I think they've made out Phil Foden to be this like Maradona esque player, and he's not even anywhere close. And I don't think I know he's still only what twenty twenty one. I don't think he ever will be. I don't think he's like he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, he's a good player in a very, very good city side. I like. I just think he's not as good as his English media bias is making him out to be, which they've done with tons of players in the past. You know, and like this whole, like, I don't know if I read it right, but someone uh, put him in the same category as uh, Paul Gascoigne. And Paul Gascoigne mm-hmm. ruined his career. But when he was when he played and when he was fully fit was magical with the ball. I just don't see the same thing. And I think I think that's one of the things that's gonna be England's downfall is because a lot of them players start believing their hype. And a lot of them players think then that they're better than they actually are. And that's I, I'm I'm rooting against England even though I have a bet on them. I'm I'm actively rooting against England. <laughs> but I just think like Phil Foden, I just I think he's overrated. Okay, can I respond to this, Michael? Please. One, I want to congratulate Gavin on his first and last time on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then what I want to say is, I, I will say, I don't necessarily think you're 100% wrong. I think Phil Foden is an incredible player, in my opinion. Now, I'm biased. I fully admit I am biased. I do think that the pendulum has swung from... He was slightly like underrated when they were talking about all these prospects, when people were saying like Colin Hudson-Odoi was better and players like that. And now it's swung to he's the highest valued player in the world, according to Forbes or something like that, at $191 million, which is insane. So I will admit that maybe it's getting a little out of hand. And I will think that the, the Foden haircut with the, the Gaza comparisons are getting a little crazy now, too, and maybe getting a little to his head possibly going for that look but uh we'll see i i i I feel offended that you've insulted my child but um but at the same time i I don't think you're 100 percent off base now gavin do you think that bakayo saka is a better player than phil foden no but i don't think he's like 
I don't think I don't think he's a better player, but I don't think he's like that much that that far off from Foden. Obviously, two different positions. So Saka's played a lot of position on the wing. Foden's kind of played more inside. But and that's that's another guy that that's playing for England that you know people are just hyping up, and it's just kind of like he's gonna fall flat on his face. No, he isn't. When, yeah, when, but... when 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 you come up against the good teams and teams who can actually defend, I, this is I'll... the one reason I don't rate England. All right, all right. So so we have a little bit of bias, but Gavin also has shown a little bit of bias against England here. <laughs> so that's fair. <laughs> uh, they tortured Saka. my people. What do you expect? <laughs> but Kyle Saka played on Arsenal. Phil Foden played on Manchester City. So there, there's a there's a little bit of a a comparison bias here. When one player plays for fucking Manchester City, another plays for Arsenal, and has to carry the team. So, uh, so but I here's think the thing: if, if, if Arsenal had have been good this season, the media would have been all over Saka. Yeah, but Arsenal were really, really bad this year, like beyond embarrassing. Sorry, well, Michael. All right, all right, all you right. know. And that, that's why I, I don't think the media are, have grabbed onto Saka. I think City winning the league and then get into the Champions League final, all that has kind of played into the Foden narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially with David Silva having left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess to round it out, though, I'd say both of them are incredible young talent. But yeah, I, I see what you mean, that they are a little bit overhyped, or at least Phil Foden is, because Bakayo Saka's hype is all 100% deserved. Uh, anyways... Uh, all right, so we got who we're rooting for. We got Gavin's hot take. Gavin, who's winning the Golden Boot this year? Uh, I'm gonna go Lukaku. I like it. I think I uh, think yeah, I think Belgium can go far. They should go far. This is their last chance. Like this is it. Like for a lot of that team, they're they're getting to the point now where if you don't do it now, it's it's over for you. Yeah, and I think if they're if they're gonna win it, it's it's gonna come from De Bruyne, Hazard, and Lukaku. Jimmy. So this is I, I don't know if it's a controversial one, and I don't know if I fully believe it myself. Um, I am gonna go with Kareem Benzema, which I find interesting because I look at the France team and think that they work so well at the World Cup playing with Giroud playing in that role. And now to not have him do that and to switch Benzema in. But I just think people forget how good Benzema is because they don't necessarily watch him play enough because Real Madrid haven't been the team they've been. So I'm going to just go with Benzema. That's my, I don't know why it's in my head. Benzema it is. I hate that pick. Hate it. <laughs> um, I, You're going to go mean, chalk I'm, and pick Harry Kane? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm obviously picking Harry Kane. Harry Kane's incredible. Um, and I think England are stacked. Even though that their players may start believing their own hype, as Gavin said, I think England are actually stacked. I think they're going to score a whole lot of goals, especially in the group stages. And I think England are going to go very far in this tournament and could potentially win. I'm going to Harry Kane. Had an insane season on a pretty bad Spurs team. Uh, at least Spurs team was bad in the second half of the season. I think he's going to continue that form and then get his Manchester City move at the end of the season. So I'm going Harry Kane. But but Benzema, Jimmy, he's going to share time with Giroud, and Giroud is better for that France team, I think. 
Giroud is just always so good with that France team. I don't I don't disagree with you. I just it's what's in my head. I go with what's in my head, Benzema does. All right, fair enough. So from the golden boot, who is winning the playmaker award, the most assist? Gavin, who do you have? Kevin LeBron. Yeah. Easy. Even even if he misses a game or two. Like as long as Belgium go go deep in the tournament, that that's his award to lose. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone disagrees with you there. That's the sensible, easy pick. Easy. Easy, given pick. You're following that, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm going to follow that. I do think, uh, depending on if Germany can kind of string a run together, Tony Cruz wouldn't be a bad shout for that. It's another player. Yeah. I, I think people forget how good some of these Real Madrid players are just because some of them are so bad and they had a bad year. But Tony Cruz is still an exceptional player. So if Germany went on a little run, I wouldn't be surprised if it's him. Yeah, all right. I'm going to go with Jack Grealish. I think the English Ooh. team are having a big tournament. I think Jack Grealish is showing up. I'm excited to watch this England team. I don't know why everyone's laughing. We'll see. We'll I'm, see. I'm starting to think you and Gavin are just trying to piss each other off. That, that's what this podcast is. Listen, I'm a fan of the English team. I'm all in. Uh, okay, and then the best young player. So we know that Gavin is not picking Phil Foden, I'm assuming. right? Who's your best young player? This is the one I had the most trouble with because how do you deem how do you deem young player? Mm-hmm. That's the you real know? question. Like, Who knows? Yeah, I, and I think afterwards they said under twenty one, which would have ru- ruled out my pick because I honestly think that if he plays Holland's Danielle Malin Malin um is going to be could be a um could be a possible best young player. He's only 22, but he he's a little bit over 21. Um, he's kind of his career kind of stalled, you know. Uh, he went he went to Arsenal, so that's where his career stalled, obviously. Um, and then came back to Holland and has done fantastic work with with PSV, and I I think that'll be. I I think he could be the outside bet, but I mean, Mbappe is what 22. Think so. Me and Mbappe have the same birthday, except for he's younger than me. Yeah, he's 22. Yeah. So I mean, at that point, you, you can't look past Mbappe either. Yeah. I like you said. I, I don't really know what the threshold is for that award. Um. And Jimmy's on a work call, so we're gonna skip Jimmy and just assume that he's picking Phil Foden because he is. We'll, we'll just assume it. <laughs> we don't even need to assume it. Just it's happening. Um. I'm going Jao Felix. I think the Portuguese team is going to have a great tournament. You know, I also think they're being pinned as kind of an underdog to win a lot of their matches for some reason. Uh, The bookmakers have them as like, I think, the fifth or sixth team on their list to win the tournament at plus 800, um, which I think is kind of crazy because they're insanely stacked. But Jao Felix, I think he's going to get a lot of game time, and I think he is going to impress a lot of people as he did before he made his Atletico Madrid move originally uh, and get back to that kind of young superstar level that we all thought he was going to be. Or, I mean, he, he hasn't that disappointed, but just not to the level where he was before he joined Atletico. If he does, do you think he gets a big money move? Uh, no, I think or, Atletico. Or do, you, or do you consider Atletico a big team, though? I have always considered Atletico a big team. I love Atletico yeah, Madrid. No. No, I don't. I love Ooh. Diego Simeone. I just, I just think, I just think Barcelona and Real Madrid have been really bad over the last couple of years. And they, them a chance. they definitely have been, but I think Atletico Madrid are one of the 
most well-coached teams in the world and have been for a long time. And I, I have a lot of respect for that team. So I, I think he stays. I think he's also on like an insanely long contract there, at least like five years. So I don't think he moves. Um, Jimmy, we, we spoke for you and said Phil Foden, your best young player. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I was going to say that, so I don't blame you for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gavin, who is going to disappoint this tournament? Who is going to be the next Germany of the last World Cup? Potentially Germany again? It, with that group, yeah. That, like, it's... That's gonna that's that's a really difficult group to come out of. And I know the best third place teams, which could be, you know, the only good thing for, for those for those teams. Uh yeah, it, it it could be Germany, it could be Portugal. You think Portugal? I'm picking them to win it all, but I mean how how do you, how do you class disappointment? Like is them coming out of that group as the best third place team disappointment for Portugal? If they then go on to win it? No, no. I, I think like if if England bounce out of the first round of like the round of sixteen or something like that, that's how I'm classifying it. <laughs> that would be or awesome. or or if any of those teams like that don't make it out of the group. I don't I don't think finishing third in that group is shameful for any of those teams, France, Germany, or Portugal. So you're saying it it really depends what failure is to me because like for me I look at a team like Spain and I think they can disappoint because I don't love their team though I do think getting Laporte to convert over to Spain is going to help them a lot I think he solidifies that defense in a lot of ways um obviously didn't have quite the impact at City this year that I think he was expecting I think he was expecting to play a lot more there's a lot of rumors he's unsettled now but I, I think he's an exceptional defender and I think having him there will steady the ship. But I look at that team and I don't necessarily know if the goals are going to be consistent. I think Jared Moreno's a decent player. I think Ferran Torres, another city player is going to play a decent amount for Spain. And he's been very good for Spain when he's played better for them in a lot of ways than he's been for city. But I just look at their team and think they're kind of in a transition period where they have some young players that are very good in coming through, but I don't know if they're quite ready to perform at this level. So that's kind of my team. But I, I, looking at that group, I mean, I'd be shocked if they didn't make it out the group. But at least it's the third place team. But I, I wouldn't I don't think they're advancing beyond the round of 16. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking now. FIFA has Spain ranked as the sixth best team. Uh, and when you look at their lineup, I mean, you can kind of see why. But there are I, I mean, I guess I feel like there are holes. But when you look at the lineup, it really doesn't look like it i guess the only department where you could kind of fault them is that their attackers aren't that prolific i guess like alvaro morada who i really like like is he that stable as a striker like can you rely on alvaro morada probably not um and the other thing is they they do have a, a fairly young team it feels like but they also have a good mix you know, I was going to pick Spain until I looked at this lineup, and now I'm kind of feeling like it might be Germany again. Um, Germany just, I don't trust the, the Timo Werner of it all. Uh, and they were so, like, discombobulated last World Cup. Uh, that's worrying me as well. Another team that I'll shout out here that I think is going to disappoint is Croatia. They just made the World Cup final um, the last time we played it. And now I'm not that convinced they're going to finish top two in their group. I think they'll 
at least make it out with that third place spot. But they got a tough group. I think they're an aging team. Um, they're very heavy with midfield players, and the rest of that team isn't all that convincing. So I'll, I'll pick Croatia there. Uh, and then what else do we have? Okay, who's going to shock the world? Who is the the Iceland of of this Euro? R.I.P. Iceland. Gavin, who do you think? If Hungary come out of that group, it'll be Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's uh, happening. I don't, I don't think that's happening either. Uh, I mean, all the teams are there on merit, you know. So there's no, there's no easy, easy team. Um, and I'm going the opposite way to you. I think Croatia could maybe push all the way again. Uh, but <laughs> to go against my pick or my bet, should I say? Um, I think I think Scotland. Yeah. I think Scotland have some That's, good players. Oh, are we in consensus? Team. We're and consensus. They have, a, they have they have good players and they have a team mentality, and that's going to be very very important because you look at like Greece when they won it, no great players but they had a team mentality. You look at Denmark when they won it again, not a great team but they had it. Not great, not great players but a team mentality, and I think Scotland have that team mentality, and then they have one or two players in there that can that can possibly do something. Yeah. That yeah, was Jimmy. my pick. That was okay. my pick with Scotland. That was Scotland was also my number one. Uh, I did a little gambling blog the other day, and I mentioned that if a team has 11 Kieran Tierney-type players, I will bet on them to win any game that they play. And that's how Scotland strikes me. They just have, like Gavin said, that mentality where I don't think anyone wants to play them. Uh, another team that I'll throw out there is Switzerland. I think Switzerland are a strong side. I think they're well-rounded. Uh, their attack is a little bit weak, but I think that midfield defense um, is going to be enough to win them some matches and get them out of their group and potentially win a win a knockout match. I'm I'm in for Switzerland. Uh, when has Granit Xhaka ever let anyone down, right? So <laughs> let's go to the next one here. One thing uh, I will say there, though, one thing I will say, though, if Scotland have 11 current tourneys, they're in for a problem because Daco will be injured after the first game. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> They'll have 11 injuries. Uh, all right. So this is the uh, the big one here. Who's the winner? Gavin, you kind of answered this earlier, but we need a definitive winner. Honestly, I think France are going to win it, but. Because of the bet, I can't go France, so I'm going to go Portugal. All right. Jimmy? So, Portugal is the team I, I have, too. But I, I feel weird about it because it's like because they it's so weird that you don't look at it like the defending champs. Because their team, it's like they won it too early. They won it with a team that wasn't supposed to win it. And now that I think they have an exceptional squad, some part of me says they're not going to pull it off. But I am going to go with Portugal. I just look at that team. And with maybe the exception of their second center back, that's just a complete team, top to bottom, including the bench. So I'm going Portugal. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's why I think Portugal is so underrated. Like, I hate betting on futures, but, like, Portugal at plus 800 seems like such a steal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I might have to actually do that. I mean, Portugal is a super solid pick. You have Ronaldo, and you have a team full of superstars surrounding him. They probably have the strongest 
defense in the tournament, I would guess. Um, or I'm pretty close maybe. to it. Or at least close to it. Yeah. yeah. But I really like England. I know that England aren't going to win. But, like, if you look at this team on paper, they're a great team. I I, I want to pick them so badly. France is a smart pick. Belgium is a smart pick. Portugal. I guess I'm going to have to pick France. I'm sad to say it, but I think France are going to win. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that's England though. And I think England could do it if they figure their shit out. But that's a that's a big big if. So you said there that on paper England are a great team. Like what what about the team on paper makes you think that? That attack, first of all. That attack is Okay, that. so so Harry Kane and Marcus Rafford. Raheem Sterling has been quite underwhelming this year. Dominic Calvert Lewin had the effect of playing for Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, Harry Kane's a top, a top striker. I'm not, I'm not going to... Again, what another about... player who I think the English media are hyping up. No, Jaden Sancho's very good. Don't think he's as good as, as people make him out to me. Declan Rice had a good year. Calvin Phillips will play a specific role, but won't do anything for you. Mason Mount, another English product who is amazingly overhyped. Jordan mm-hmm. Henderson won't mm-hmm. play, probably, because he's injured. And then, ask, like... The amount of Aston Villa players on here, there's like what, one, two Aston Villa players, and like, where did they finish in the league? Like twelfth, eleventh? Yes, but these are these are good players. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can judge them by that. They're, and also, you're you're being critical to some very, very good they're, players. They're they're decent players. I don't know. I I like them a lot. I mean, you did gloss over Jack Grealish. Intentionally omitted Jack Grealish. So here's, here's, here's the thing. I, I think Jack Grealish is better than Aston Villa. But I don't think... I, I don't put him in the top four team. I, yep. I fit, the, on, the, only, the only team who I could really see him going to and pushing on would be Leicester. And that's just because they don't have the squad depth. That would give them a few options. Like, I can't see him getting into... Like, I wouldn't put him in the United team. I don't think that's what United need. He wouldn't get into the city team. You're not dropping De Bruyne or Foden for him. You could drop Sterling. <laughs> you could. <laughs> I and I don't. I don't want to be. I feel like everybody just like bashes Sterling now, and we forget like a year ago when he looked incredible. I guess a year and a half ago at this point. But um, I don't know. I, I think you're a little critical of Grealish. Uh, I do think Michael was maybe a little bullish at the same extent on this team. I think it's a very. I do think it's a very good team. Um, I, the defense at center back is a little shaky to me just because I, I know the good John stones and I know the bad John stones that always exists. And it's kind of the exact same for Harry Maguire. It really depends on some days. He does look incredible as tough as that is for me to say about him, but some days he does look fantastic. And some days it's like, he looks like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So they're so hit or miss. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. They play three center backs and play Walker back there, which is really Dicey too. At times can be great. At times can be shaky. Um, but I think they, I think they're a better team. You give them credit for Gavin. But at the same yeah. time, I do see that. You know, I do think there's a bit of a b- ridiculous hype that they are the favorite to win this tournament. When you look at a team like France coming off the World Cup, and you look at the team like Portugal, 
and even Belgium to an extent. England should not be the favorite to win this. They one of the favorites, sure, but the favorite is kind of stupid in my opinion. I don't know. I, I I just when I look at it, I I like it a lot. Like the thought of uh, Harry Kane, Jaden Sancho, and whatever Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, whoever wants to play on that other wing. Uh, I mean, that's exciting to me. I think Bakayo Saka will even get some game time. Uh, and in the midfield, Mason Mount deserves a lot of credit, Gavin. I, listen, I would love to shit on Mason Mount, but Mason Mount is very, very good and has been for a while. And, I mean, he's he showed up in some huge matches. Jude Bellingham uh, showed up in a big way against Manchester City in that Champions League. Declan Rice has been great all year. Calvin Phillips... Jordan Henderson probably shouldn't have made the team. I think that was just like a, uh, I don't know, like a courtesy type thing for the old man, the captain. Uh, the only thing I'll give to you is that defense doesn't doesn't strike me with confidence. Especially when you have a goal, goalkeeper behind them like Jordan Pickford. Pickford's not going to start for them, is he? <sighs> probably it's, Dean Henderson. I mean, I, I, if it was me, it'd be Henderson, but... I don't know. I, I think, think Southgate's going to go with Pickford. I, I wouldn't be Johnson, surprised either way. I really like. <laughs> it's not going to be Sam Johnson. Johnson's good. He He's is good, good but it's not going to be him. It's not going to be him, though. It's going to be one of yeah. the other two. I, I agree with Gavin that I think it should be Henderson. But I almost feel like it will be Pickford at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see who's right. We'll see who's wrong. Um, but something that I wanted to do was... Quick picks. So I have the groups up here, and I'm going to go through them. And I, I just want the top two teams from each group. We're not going to do that third-place team. So we'll start off with Group A, Gavin, Turkey, Italy, Wales, Switzerland. Who are the top two teams out of that group? Italy, Switzerland. Jimmy? I concur. Italy, Switzerland. Consensus. Italy, Switzerland. Easy enough. Group B, Denmark, Finland, Belgium, Russia. Gavin? Belgium, Denmark. Jimmy? Belgium, Russia. Oh. Russia shows up at tournaments, at least in the group stage. They generally do. So I, I'm going Russia. I'll go uh, Belgium, Denmark as well. I, uh, I like that Denmark team, even though Holland and Odegaard don't play for them. As I previously mixed up, the <laughs> <laughs> that happened on multiple occasions. Uh, group C: the Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. What a strong group that is, Gavin. Netherlands, and then take your pick. <laughs> no. uh, Netherlands, Netherlands, Austria. All right, Jimmy. Netherlands and Ukraine. You know I'm picking Ukraine. You got my boy Zinni. He's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to go Netherlands and Ukraine as well. I'm, uh, I'm into that. Uh, Group D, we have England, Croatia, Scotland, and the Czech Republic. Gavin, what do you think? England, Czech Republic. Mm. See, that's a, that's a really tough group. England, Czech Republic, Scotland, and Croatia. All very solid teams. Jimmy? I think Croatia will make it as a third-place team, though. Ooh, all right. Jimmy, I'm gonna go England and Scotland, but I don't feel I. This group scares me. I I, don't, I like the Czech Republic actually a lot too. Got my my boy Soy Soy Czech, whose name I can never pronounce correctly. 
but they got him. I like him quite a bit. So, uh, but I'm going to go with Scotland. I, I like that Scotland team. I, I think it's actually a really good team. So, underrated. Yep, I'm going England and Scotland as well. Uh, but that is definitely a tough group. Group B is a pretty tough one too. I think Spain, Sweden, Poland, and Slovakia. Gavin, who do you think? I'm going to go Spain and Poland. I think Sweden are going to miss Ibra. All right, Jimmy. I'm going to go Spain and Sweden, but again, I'm I'm not sold on the Spain team, but Spain and Sweden for me. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Spain and Poland. I think Poland are okay. They have Robert Lewandowski. I think that's probably enough to get you past Slovakia and Sweden um, and then give Spain a run for their money. Group F, we have Hungary, Portugal, France, and Germany. Gavin, who's coming out of this one? France and Portugal. Jimmy? France and Portugal. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that, too. Germany is going to make it as a third team, though, right? I guess. It's hard when I, you lose two games, though, potentially. That That's the thing. It's like if you're hungry, you got to I, – I, I, they got a shot. All you have to do is pull off one upset, and you have a shot in this group. So – or just go for the draws. If you're hungry, maybe you just go for three draws and hope that's enough. <laughs> that, that could be. Uh, all right. So we have our group selections. We have our winners. And we have our, our Euro predictions. So I guess all that's left to do at this point is to go through this first week of matches and give our picks. Prediction time. Gambling time. Gavin, Italy versus Turkey. Who do you got? And we you want to score, it. too. You bet on Italy, right? Yes, I did. Turkey won, though. <laughs> Jimmy? I, I'm i going to go 2-1 Italy. 2-0 Italy. I am confident, confident, confident. Uh, and then oh, tomorrow... Can I say one thing? Because I didn't get to say it on the young player of the tournament thing. Chiesa was my other follow-up for young player of the mm. tournament. Just throwing that that out there. Love that pick. Uh, Wales versus Switzerland. Gavin? Switzerland 2-1. Jimmy? 1-1 draw. Uh, I'm following Gavin 2-1 Switzerland. Denmark versus Finland. Gavin? 2-0 Denmark. Jimmy? 2-1 Denmark. Three, three, one, Denmark. Timu Puki gets a consolation goal. Belgium versus Russia. Gavin. Two nil, Belgium. Jimmy. Three one, Belgium. All right, mind you, Belgium are only minus one forty five here. That seems low. Uh, I'm gonna go. A squeaked out win, one nil Belgium. They're gonna make you sweat for it, but they'll get the win. Uh, and then on Sunday we have England versus Croatia. Gavin, I would love Croatia to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one one. All right, Jimmy. I'm gonna go two nil England. Yeah, I'm gonna follow you on that two nil for England. We're gonna start off hot. England are having a good tournament, folks. Don't sleep on them. <laughs> Netherlands versus the Ukraine. Gavin? Oh, okay. 
Gavin is out of the picture. Jimmy, take the reins for him. <laughs> one, 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 one. This begins Ukraine time. One, one. One, one for you. Okay. The Netherlands are coming back and they're not getting their first win. Uh, Gavin, if you're back, Netherlands or Ukraine? Two, two nil Netherlands. All right. Uh, I'll go one nil to the Dutch. Uh, Austria versus North Macedonia. Gavin, who do you got here? Uh, Austria, one nil. All right. Jimmy? Two nil Austria. Eh, wrong. North Macedonia getting a win. I can't wait to watch Enos Bardi win it all for North Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> that bastard that you have packed ten thousand times in FIFA. His face plastered over North Macedonia, winning their By first the way, match I- of the year. I just Googled him because I knew it was that guy from FIFA. And the picture <laughs> I have is him with the Arsenal logo next to it. Oh, good is he God. linked to Arsenal? <laughs> I sure hope not. I don't, I don't know anything about this guy, but I just hope not because I've already made fun of him too much. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Uh, I'm picking North Macedonia, a 1-0 shocking victory. And then... Uh, 614, we have Scotland versus the Czech Republic. Gavin, who do you have? Czech Republic, 1-0. Ooh, Jimmy? Other way, 1-0 to Scotland. Yeah, I'll go I'll go 1-0 to Scotland as well. I like that pick. Uh, Poland versus Slovakia. Gavin? 1-1. Uh, Ooh, Jimmy? To do it. The double donut. The nil-nil. The oh, boo. No, they have Robert Lewandowski. 2-0 Poland. Spain versus Sweden. Gavin? Spain don't have any strike. Uh, any. I'm going to go Spain 2-0. I don't know why, but I'm going to go Spain 2-0. The rest of that team is really good, except for up yeah. top. And up top isn't really that bad. Uh, it's just not as strong as some other teams. Right. Jimmy? I'm going to go 1-0 Sweden. You know, I picked Sweden as an upset in my little gambling blog, but I don't really think I believe it. Um, so I'm going to change that and pick Spain. I, You know, I looked at the Spain team the other day and I was like, ah, you know, I'm not into it. And then I just looked at it again as we were podcasting. I said, oh, maybe I was wrong. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Spain here. And then the last... Uh, set of matches that we have here is Hungary and Portugal. Gavin, what do you think here? Portugal 2-0. Jimmy? Alright, so this is going to sound disrespectful to Hungary, and I, I don't think they're a bad side, but I, this is the statement game for me. 4-0 Portugal. How many fingers do I have? You should have 10. And How many toes <laughs> do I have? 10. Alright, 20 to nothing Portugal. <laughs> my prediction here portugal are are minus 188 by the way so if you bet 100 bucks you'd win 60 or so that is the lock of the millennium bet portugal to win by 20 um that is the easiest money that anyone could ever make and then the last match of the uh first round is france and germany two of the big guns basically even odds 170 and 180 respectively gavin who do you have here i think this is going to be the nil nil Ooh, 
you've been listening to mostly soccer. Anytime two big teams play, it's always a nil nil. <laughs> I think this is gonna be a nil. Jimmy, I I'm gonna go two nil France. All right, I'll go two one France. I I think France are gonna squeak this one out, but I can't wait for this one. I don't. I think everyone is excited for this one, but. Uh, I think that's all we have for the first week of the Euro. We gave our predictions, uh, gave some gambling picks. A solid, solid show, I would say. Uh, Gavin, thank you so much for coming on. And where can people find you? Where can people find your uh, your blogs? Uh, Vanettasportsmedia.com. Uh, write about soccer. haven't wrote about soccer in a while, but write about soccer and write about hockey. Uh Last night was not good for me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, VendettaSportsMedia.com. Uh, we cover everything from NBA to NHL to soccer to gaming to anything you can possibly think about. Cool. And thank you for joining, Gavin. And thank you for being our number one critic, as <laughs> always. Uh, but Jimmy, do you want to hit him with the plugs for us? Yes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SoccerMostly. Email us, MostlySoccerShow at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys during the Euros. I think we will be very responsive during it. We look forward to hearing from everybody. As uh, the tournament goes, we can enjoy this crazy 2020 tournament in 2021. Yes. Can't wait to get it going. Please interact with us on Twitter. And Jimmy, Forza Azuri. Absolutely. Let's go. See you next time. <laughs>